Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back to the Quick Brain Podcast. I'm your host and your brain coach, Jim Quick, and we have a very special episode. We're actually filming this right in my office uh, for the first time, so I'm excited about that. We're going to talk about blood sugar and brain power. This is a topic we haven't covered yet out of the 350 plus episodes that we've done, so I want to thank you for tuning in. And we're going to talk about eating hacks for greater cognitive performance. And we have the perfect guest for this. And I'm so excited. So I want to introduce Jesse Incho Spey. Very good, Jim Quick. Yes, you like that? <laughs> yes. Most people know the glucose goddess. Uh, if you're on Instagram, she has millions and her content is just absolutely extraordinary. You come up like very early in my feeds. So thank you for the work that you that you do. Thank you for having me, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Now you're a bio, uh, biochemist? Biochemist, yep. Yes. And you have background in genetics? Exactly. Yeah, I worked for five years in a genetics company in Silicon Valley, Okay. learning all about health tech. And now I'm focused mostly on blood sugar and food yeah. and why it matters for all of us. And you've written uh, two best-selling books. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, Glucose Revolution and The Glucose Goddess Method. Right here, my latest, latest baby. Yes, I encourage everyone to get both, uh, leaders or readers. Uh, if somebody has a lot of experience and they put it into a book and you can sit down, you get decades of wisdom in just a handful of days. So we'll put Love the it. link, as we always do, in the show notes at jimquick.com forward slash notes. So why don't we start with, what is, what is glucose for, for those people listening? Glucose is your body's favorite source of energy. So every single cell in your body uses it for energy, from your brain cells to your finger cells to your toe cells. Nobody's ever said toe cells. Toe our, cells, yeah, our, when our, you're our, dancing. Our <laughs> <laughs> so your toe cells also use glucose for energy. And the main way that we give glucose to our body is by eating foods, mm -hmm. specifically by eating two types of food, starches, so bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, and sugars, anything that tastes sweet from a banana to chocolate ice cream. And so you might think, okay, I want maximum amount of energy. My brain wants a maximum amount of energy. So I should just eat as many starches and sugars as I can, right? That would be logical. Well, that's when things break down. I like to take the example of a plant. So you have a lovely tree here in your office and you know that this tree needs a little bit of water to survive. But if you give it too much water, it dies. Mm -hmm. The human body and the human brain are the same. Some glucose, everything functions wonderfully. Too much glucose and problems start happening. Okay, so let's talk about some of those problems and I want to get to the, the solutions, mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, as you outlined in your book. You talk about glucose spikes. Exactly. So what is it and how is it affecting our, our cognitive performance, our brain? A glucose spike is what happens after a meal if you eat too many starches and sugars. So it's a rapid increase in how much glucose is in your body. Specifically for your brain, this means a couple things. Instead of your brain having a nice steady amount of energy coming through, it's experiencing this roller coaster, this spike and this dip. This can lead to many different symptoms. It can lead to brain fog. Mm. Very interesting, right? Because that glucose roller coaster 
can slow down the speed of the signals between your neurons. And that can be felt as brain fog. It can affect your mood. It can make you more irritable. It can make you hangry. It can make you sad. It can make your mental health worse. And then long term, being on a glucose roller coaster is linked to the development of Alzheimer's disease. So your brain, if you want to take really good care of it, you need to make sure that you have steady glucose, not this big roller coaster going on. You mentioned before we started filming that you did an experiment mm -hmm. with a few thousand participants. What yes. did you discover? My second book, The Four-Week Method, I recruited 3,000 people and I put them through the four-week method and I measured how they were doing. And so 80% of them had more energy, had fewer cravings. 40% of people with diabetes started reversing it. 40% of people slept better. We got amazing results in these four weeks by just asking people to add to their lives these four very simple hacks, these four very simple food principles okay. that didn't ask them to count calories or cut out any foods out of their diet. And you put the detailed uh, the strategy, if you will, in, in your latest book, Four Weeks. Yes, exactly. So in my first book, I had 10 hacks, 10 food hacks, 10 science-based hacks to eat better and avoid the, the roller coaster. In my new book, I pared this all down to four hacks, four weeks. Mm -hmm. So should I go into it? Yeah. And one of the things is, and we'll show images of this uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, which we prefer people do because we put the extended version there on our YouTube. Do you have too much to read, but too little time? Are your shelves full of books that you haven't read yet and become shelf help and not self-help? And that's why I created the Quick Reading Course. 15 minutes a day, 21 days will absolutely transform your life. Just go to quickbrain.com forward slash reading. Use the code podcast15 and you'll get instant access. Now, I know our audience, they know what to eat matters, especially for your, your gray matter. Why don't we go through the, uh, the four things? Okay, so week one of the Glucose Goddess Method we have a savory breakfast instead of a sweet breakfast. Most of us have a sweet breakfast every morning. Maybe it's fruit juice, it's breakfast cereal, it's oats with honey and a banana. Or all pancakes the, with all its syrup. Of course, or pancakes with syrup. And so when we eat something sweet, we might think that we're getting energy because we feel a little bit awake like this. What's actually happening is that your brain is releasing dopamine. It's the pleasure molecule in response to that sugar. And that tricks you into thinking you have energy. You don't have any energy. You have pleasure in your brain. On the inside, actually, in your mitochondria, the little organelles that are making energy, that sweet food at breakfast is going to make them tired, stressed out, and not able to make energy as effectively anymore. So we switch from a sweet breakfast that creates a big glucose spike and all those side effects to a savory breakfast built around protein that doesn't give you that much dopamine, but gives you super steady energy. And so for the whole day, you can focus well, you're concentrated, you feel great, your mood is level, and it's just a whole new experience of your days. You're more productive too. So week one, savory breakfast, it is a game changer. It is a foundational layer of steady glucose levels and a much nicer experience of life. Absolutely. And so f the, the, the food that you eat is, is fuel mm -hmm. and your brain is only 
what, 2% of your body mass, but it requires 20% of the, yeah. of the energy. It's an energy hog. And your brain is also very sensitive to the fluctuations in blood sugar level, mm. in your bloodstream, your glucose levels. It's a very sensitive organ. And so if you're able to give it a steady supply of glucose instead of that roller coaster, it's going to thank you. Cravings go away. Energy improves. You're less hungry. Inflammation goes down. Skin problems go away. If you had hormonal issues, they also dissipate. You sleep better. Literally every system in your body gets better when you get off that glucose roller coaster that so many of us are on. Hmm. So then as you continue to week two? Week two. Week two, I introduce a very cool molecule that is inside of vinegar. So week two, we have one tablespoon of vinegar and a big glass of water before one of our meals a day. Why do we do this? Because acetic acid is amazing. Acetic acid, this molecule, slows down how quickly food breaks down to glucose molecules. So you can still eat the meal that you love eating afterwards, but by adding the vinegar drink, you're reducing the glucose spike. So you're reducing the impact of that meal on your health. It's quite magical, but actually it's science. There's a lot of wonderful clinical trials showing its efficacy. So that's week two. So week one, savory breakfast, mm -hmm. week two, vinegar. Yeah. I mean, I know our audience is remembering this because they're trained with, with their memory. There's no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's a trained memory and untrained memory. So they know, especially the way you're presenting it. And you're very passionate about vinegar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> can it be apple cider vinegar? It can be any type of vinegar. And if you're not a vinegar person, you can also replace it with lemon juice. Mm -hmm. So lemon juice is less powerful. You need the juice of about three three lemons to okay. get the power of one tablespoon of vinegar, but it's also helpful if somehow okay. you have an aversion to vinegar. And it blunts the spike. So it doesn't, exactly. like, I love your, on your, on your social media, how you have the graphs and maybe we could show that in post where sometimes you see it spike really high if you eat something that's sweet, yes. but if you add something in, in advance and so I'm not going to give example, away. For the vinegar, let's say you're having a big bowl of pasta. That would be a big glucose spike. If mm -hmm. you have a vinegar drink before the bowl of pasta, you would see a smaller glucose spike, yet you're still eating the same pasta afterwards. And if they choose to, they're not denying the foods that they want. Mm -mm. You're, you're saying how you could do it in a more sustainable way without all the symptoms. Exactly. And especially what you want to avoid is once you kick off that glucose spike and the roller coaster, you're going to have a full day of cravings and more hunger. So mm. you want to be able to eat what you love, the pasta and the chocolate that you love, without kicking off that really annoying and unfortunate vicious cycle of cravings. You know, we've right. all been there. You have one cookie and then an hour later you're like, oh my God, I need ice cream now. That's the glucose roller coaster bringing you all these cravings for the rest of the day. So you want to eat the pasta with less of a spike, so less consequences. Okay. And as we go to into week three... Oh, so week three. Week three is the week of veggie starters. Veggie starters. Yes. So once a day before one of our meals, we're going to have a plate of vegetables at the beginning of the meal. Mm -hmm. So why do we do this? Because vegetables contain an amazing substance called fiber. When we eat fiber at the beginning of a meal, her amazingness powers, she has time to deploy herself onto the walls of your upper intestine and create a protective fibrous mesh. This protective mesh is going to slow down and reduce how many glucose molecules are going to be absorbed from your food into your bloodstream. So again, you're eating the same meal, but by adding the veggie starter, you're reducing the glucose spike of that meal. So you're helping your brain health, you're helping your physical health. It's super powerful. So it's not just what you eat, it's how you eat it and also when. Absolutely. In terms of the, the syntax, the order. Exactly, because for the veggies, of course it's great to eat veggies anytime. Right. Like have veggies anytime. But if you want them to be extra powerful, have them at the beginning of your meal. So when they serve bread when you're at a restaurant and that's the first thing people eat, that's probably not I think not that's the... a whole conspiracy because, okay. hear me out. Okay, 
If you eat bread first thing during a meal, that's starch. So that's going to break down into glucose molecules. You're going to get a big spike at the beginning of a meal. Then about an hour, 90 minutes later, you're going to get that drop. That's usually around the time when the waiter comes over and asks if you want dessert. Right. right? <laughs> and that drop can make you hungry and crave sweet foods. So you might be more likely to want a dessert if you've started with that bread and you've had a big glucose spike. Mm. I always notice with the bread, they put it on the table and it's warm and there's butter and there's everything. I ask them for no bread when they ask you, would you like bread? Mm -hmm. Or if they bring the bread automatically, ask them no. Otherwise, I find myself throughout the entire meal, it's so like hard. 10 times a day. 20 times saying, should I eat it? Should yeah. I not eat it? And then you know that when you start, you can't stop. Right. <laughs> I totally feel you. So what I do is I keep the bread for after the main dish. Okay. Because if you have your carbs closer to the end of the meal, the rest of the food already in your digestive system is mm -hmm. going to slow down the absorption of glucose. Perfect. So ideally you start with veggies and any starches or sugars are at the end of the meal. Okay. And in week three, you can also do something very clever. You can mix the vinegar hack and the veggie starter hack by adding a vinegar dressing to your veggie starter. Mm. That's two hacks in one, and you are completely protected for the rest of the day. That, that's like the biggest takeaway ever. So week four, we're going to recruit our muscles. Okay. Powerful allies for steady glucose levels. Nice. So you know how I said that I said that our toe cells use glucose? Yeah. All of our muscle cells also use glucose for energy, and we can use that to our advantage. So here's the hack. After one meal a day, we're going to move for 10 minutes. This can be walking around your block. This could be cleaning your home. It can be dancing in your living room. It can be doing some calf raises on the floor at your desk. By contracting your muscles for 10 minutes, they're going to soak up some of the glucose of the meal you just had. Wow. Therefore, reduce the spike. So this is all about, Jim, how do we eat what we love and also help our brain function better, help inflammation go down, help slow down aging, help our glucose levels be more balanced. And then it becomes a virtuous cycle. Because mm -hmm. once you've added these four hacks during these four weeks, you feel like a new person. So you want to do more and more stuff. It's like the perfect on-ramp to better health. I love that. And does this work for we people listening to this and what's whether that they're vegan or keto or paleo or what have Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Whatever your diet, whatever your preferences, these hacks will work for you. Even for kids, it's really important to teach kids to have savory breakfast and to try to avoid the breakfast cereals and the fruit juices. Vinegar for kids, like don't force them. It might be a bit of a weird one, but all the other ones are going to be really applicable. And it's cool to teach younger ones about having the veggies first and how the fiber is protecting them. I like seeing fiber as a superwoman. Okay. Okay. I know you love superheroes. So yeah. To me, fiber is my superwoman. I love that. So the sequence then ideally is is vegetables. Then you have vegetables your proteins first. and fats. Exactly. And then towards and the end of the meal, you have the carbs and the sugars that you want. So for example, if your meal is broccoli, salmon, avocado, rice, and a cake, the perfect order for your glucose levels is going to be broccoli first, then the salmon and the avocado, then the rice and the cake. And if you do that, instead of eating them in the opposite order, you reduce the glucose spike by 75% of that meal mm. without changing what or how much you're eating. Things I like about, about your work, it, it parallels ours in that you do all the research, like we do a lot of research in adult learning theory and neuroscience, but we also want to make it fun yeah. and practical. And I love the basis of your work and your books. You must be very passionate about behavioral change. I am. That's really my biggest passion because, you know, I didn't invent this science. I am just translating and making accessible the work of wonderful scientists across the world that have run all these clinical trials and figured all these hacks out. I'm just here to make it easy 
to get to understand and mm. to act on. The acting on part is really what I found, find the most interesting. Because we all know we should eat better, exercise more, but actually starting somewhere, that's the hardest part. And with these hacks, you can start without restrictions, without making something too complicated, without you know creating a complex diet and then not doing it again after one week. These are like gentle giants that you keep with you for your whole life, a bit like brush your teeth or drink yeah, water, yeah. wear sunscreen. That is the level at which I think we need to be operating with these principles. And you'll also find that even though modern science is bringing these to light, we've been doing a lot of this stuff for a very long time in a lot of cultural traditions. Mm -hmm. So for example, the veggies first. In Italy, they have antipasti. In mm -hmm. France, we have crudité. All of these things, we've actually known them for a long time. And now we have to bring them back with this modern science that explains them. Yeah. We always tell our audience that genius leaves clues, that if you look at, even when we do our memory training, you look at ancient civilizations, how do they remember things before there were computers and printing presses and, and everything? But there's a lot of ancient wisdom for sure. Absolutely. Yes. And behind every principle that you're talking about, there's a promise of energy, of a greater mood, it's a sustained vitality, not the big crashes that or food comas that often people... And a healthier brain and the ability to go after the things that you want to go after and not feel crippled by fatigue or cravings or mood swings. Food is very important. Mm -hmm. It is not just our fuel. It is determinant of how we're going to feel throughout the day. And if we want to feel our best, we have to make sure our food is serving us. I love that. The food is serving us, that we're not serving food. Yeah. I love that. Now what I love about the principles is they're they're so simple. And sometimes common sense is not common practice, but the way you you share it with your community, with our community now, it's it's so easy to implement. It is easy. And then you get in the habit of it and it just becomes self-reinforcing because nothing tastes as good as like feeling fit without the brain fog and the forgetfulness and the haze. And also you can still eat all the sugar you love. Just have it after your veggie starter and your meal and, right. you know, after the vinegar. You don't have to cut anything out. You just have to rethink a little bit when and how you're eating all these foods. Yeah. You just So it's not what you eat, it's when you eat it. It's, it's how. how you're eating it also. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, they're eating and they're maybe working and they're not in that parasympathetic kind of rest and, and digest. And, and your book outlines all of this, yes. right? Who did you write the, the book for? Because I, when I was going through it, it felt like, I guess anything better, only thing better would be having you live with the person for yes. four weeks or something, right? <laughs> so after my first book in which I outlined 10 hacks, a lot of my readers reached out to me and said, Jesse, I get it. I want to do the hacks. Can you move in with me, please, <laughs> and help me do it? That's right. actually in, t in the introduction of the book. So this glucose goddess method is like me moving in with you for four weeks and yeah. helping you get started with the hacks. And I would say it's for anybody who thinks they could feel better than they currently do. It's very important to balance your glucose levels. To yeah. me, it's the foundation of health. If you're on a glucose roller coaster like most of us are and like I used to be, you're just not going to feel good. Yeah. So you have to get that steady and sorted and then you can start building all the rest in your life. I'm certainly glad that you wrote this book. And I think leaders are readers and everyone should get their copy. And with your background in genetics, you haven't figured out a way to clone yourself yet. So <laughs> Not yet. Yes. I'm working on it. <laughs> but through your social media and your books and your platform and courses, all, all of that is possible. Where can they get their copy? Anywhere online. The Glucose Goddess Method, it's out now. I'd love to ask a question to everyone who's watching this. Maybe they could post on social media and tag you, tag myself. Is there a question that you have for our audience that they could post the answer as well as maybe they'll screenshot whatever platform they're listening to this on and a tag us and see it? that relates to the topic we just discussed? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. How much vinegar should you have in your vinegar drink to have a glucose lowering impact? I said it. You have yeah, to yeah, remember yeah, yeah. it. How much vinegar do you have to put in your vinegar drink? Perfect. Everyone do that. Post your answer. Maybe take a screenshot of wherever you're consuming this on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube. Tag us both. How, how do people connect with you on social media? Glucose Goddess on Instagram. Glucose Goddess. Glucose Goddess. What, what, a, what a fun account name. <laughs> Thank you. I actually was thinking it used to be my name, just Jissy and Chuspe, my account name for a year when mm -hmm. I started. But as you can attest to, it's not very easy to spell or say or remember. So I thought, what's going to be something people will remember? And I love alliterations. So yeah. I thought, Of course, the topic was glucose. So I thought, glucose girl, glucose blah, blah. And then I thought, glucose goddess. It's perfect. Yeah, it, <laughs> so has, an en it has your energy to exactly. it too. Yeah. Everybody, we're going to put everything in the show notes at jimquick.com slash notes with a link to Jesse's books, to her social media, her website, and so much more. Also, I highly recommend you follow her in, in all these amazing platforms. And if you can, watch it on YouTube so you can see some of the graphs. Maybe we can get your team Let's to send us it. some of that. Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Jesse, thank you so much. Thank you, Jim, for having me.